0: Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast,
1: where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions.
0: Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast. I'm Crystal, here with my husband Peter, and this episode we are going to be talking about back-to-school anxiety, and I think this is one that's uh, it's definitely in the air right now. When you're on social media, there's some schools who have already started, and right. we haven't yet. But it's definitely, uh, I think, the end of August to the beginning of September. It seems like that's kind of what's on people's minds.
1: It's on our minds, anyway. Yeah, um, we've got a kind of double duty. We've, we're we're teachers who are, ourselves are going back to school, um, and also we're parents who are who are sending our kids back to school.
0: And I think we want to do a disclaimer as teachers because uh, we know that pretty much everyone else works all year round and we have this awesome time off of school. Right. But I think that time off of school does create a little bit of... Um,
1: well, we get used to it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a comfort that's established in, uh, in being home with the family, which. Um, it's not something that in any way we want to complain about. Obviously, we're very, very thankful um, that we get that opportunity. Yeah. We
0: know many people would wish for the anxiety of back to school right. if they could have the time off. <laughs> so with
1: that disclaimer in there, what we're going to say is because of what a great uh, joy it is to be home over the summer with our kids, it's it's very difficult at the end of it, once we've gotten used to it, to, to give that back up and, uh, and realize that that back to school thing is coming. Um, so we kind of hit it that way. For us, we have that anxiety because we realize that we're letting go of a time of our life that is um, very nice. It's very nice to have that family all together um, and do things together in the warmth. Um, And and now, with the fall coming, yeah, there's excitement in the air for a new chapter, but also there's a little bit of uh, anxiety knowing that we're going to have to give up something that was comfortable.
0: Well, and then new beginnings sometimes are... um could be nerve-wracking because the unknown is a little scary sometimes but and we work at a small school so we pretty much know our students but i think getting a new group of students a new schedule um and just getting these Things set once once school starts, it seems like it's not so bad. But
1: and that can apply to anybody really going through something new, even if you're just starting a new church or a new small group and getting to know a new group of people. It can be um, filled with anxiety, and it's not maybe just going back to school, but a transition of something new in general.
0: Right. And I think um, some moms are probably celebrating this time of year because they're tired of their kids being in their house all the time and messing everything up. And Right. Um,
1: you know that when that bus comes and you drop that, say goodbye to that kid, yeah, maybe that's a tough to see them see him go. But at the same time, you've just kind of picked up uh, some time on a free time, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we actually this year are – I think the first day of school is going to be <laughs> – Filled with a lot of emotions, because yeah. we've got our own, trying to set up our own classrooms. And then um, we've got a five-year-old heading off to kindergarten for the first time. Oh, yeah. And we have a three-year-old heading off to preschool so um, for the first time as well. So uh, I think we're just kind of concerned about how it's going to go, how they're going to be received, Right. If they're going to like it, if they're going to be scared.
1: I get that for sure. I, I think I worry. I think my my oldest is maybe a little more shy starting up kindergarten. I just want to make sure that she's going to be able to make friends and not get discluded. My biggest fear or anxiety, I think, is that any of my kids, even my, my new one starting three-year-old preschool, is that, oh, what what if like they don't have anyone to sit with at lunch or they forget something on that first day and they're humiliated and they hate it? Like, I just... I get worried that for, like socially they're not going to be okay, especially that first day when maybe it's all new and they don't know exactly what to expect. Yeah, I get worried about that a little bit.
0: And I think the flexibility is gone. We, um, we like to pull our kids out for birthdays and special things and with yeah with the preschool it was easier because it was only certain days and it was a half day right and me being part time then they would be home with me in the afternoon and now um now she's not going to be there in the afternoon and she'll have school every oh, day yeah. and so we, we we're kind of losing a little bit of flexibility and we're also losing that that baby stage of oh. life like she's she's a big girl now she's elementary age so
1: yeah i think it's hard to yeah. see um we, we love to see our kids grow up. We definitely do. But I think it's it's hard to say goodbye to some of those precious moments that, that we have when they're young that we we realize we're not going to get back. We're not going to get to spend that extra time with our kids at home that we had when they were one to five. You know, it's, it's a new phase that we're going to have to start um, getting used to the new chapter in their lives.
0: And I think with all this being said about this anxiety, our kids are not feeling it. Our kids are... Um raring to go I think oh yeah ever
1: since they see those back-to-school things at the store and start thinking what color folder they're gonna get they can't help but just dream of how awesome school is gonna be and and the more they get excited about it I think the more I go oh are you gonna be okay (laughs) yeah um
0: so I think talking about all this anxiety we want to talk about a few symptoms we already talked about it being a little scary because it's unknown but I think for Peter and I anyway, we've lost sleep over it. Sure. Um, we can get kind of nervous, we can get irritable. <laughs> and then we're only looking to the future instead of like being in the present and enjoying.
1: right yeah, We still have time some now. time left of summer and sometimes I think we're we're kind of ruining it because uh, we're so worried about what's going to be coming yet in two weeks. Yeah, I think some one part of that like is not just mourning that baby stage, but I think I, I have this tendency to like to be s- sad about the missed opportunities of the summer. Like I didn't get some project done, or I didn't get some vacation done, uh, or even uh, get out in the sun as much as I thought I would. I think there's some things that um, I regret maybe not doing that I want to quick squeeze in, or I realize I'm not going to get the opportunity to do.
0: And it's hard to see the warm weather leave. Um, I like the fall once it's here, but I think I go kicking and screaming into fall. <laughs> um, it's a nice season, but it is hard to see the weather change and get cooler moving into winter.
1: So I think we've identified what that uh, worry and anxiety looks like, maybe where it comes from and for us, um, why maybe we're feeling it. But I, I think maybe a, a big part of this podcast of what we'd like to convey uh, to you, the listener, is maybe what do you do? with that anxiety? Or how can we um, pull that back to, to bring us in a close relationship with, with God so that we can be in a state of dependence on him to take care of us? Um, and and I think we'll start uh, just knowing that, that God doesn't really want us to be living in this this state of anxiety. Uh, he, he wants us uh, to be in that dependent mode on him. He actually says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him for he cares for you. See, he, he, he loves us enough to not want us to be living in that anxiousness, to have to suffer from those symptoms of, of loss of sleep. Uh, he does. He cares about us and, and wants to lift that burden from us uh, so that he can take care of it for us. Um, so I think the question then is, is how can we um, release that anxiety? How can we give that to him and become dependent on him to take care of us?
0: And I think that verse uh, in Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And I think that's just what we need to do every day. Um, Just talking it out with God. And I think that's the only thing that's going to keep our connection with Him and just build our relationship with Him. Right. And one of the things I've been doing is at the end of the day, I will list the things that I am thankful for in a journal. And um, I think that has helped me, even if it's a bad day, to know, hey, God has given me gifts in this day and I have things to be thankful for. Um, And then I've recently started an on my heart section where I will just, because sometimes at night... I think in the evening or right before bed seems to be the time where we sit there and dwell on what we're worrying about that day. And I think by simply writing down the things that I am worried about or that I think are going to keep me tossing and turning and giving it to God, I really feel like I release those feelings into his care and um, they are no longer mine, they're God's. And I know that he's going to do what he needs to do with them.
1: I think that there's something therapeutic uh, about just being able to vocalize uh, your worries and concerns to somebody who's listening. Um, and obviously, um, since this is a marriage podcast too, obviously being able to talk to your spouse through your feelings is definitely something that's going to be a, an added benefit. But but what Crystal was saying, and even uh, what Paul was saying in Philippians is, uh, what better friend and, and caring person to talk to than God himself who knows us inside and out? And, and like we said already, he cares for us and doesn't want us to be anxious. Uh, so I think that exercise Crystal does is, is very healthy to... Uh, to talk through the things we're worried about. And I think the other thing I was going to point out about what, what she does there is, uh, that idea of expressing gratitude, even, even when we're feeling anxious and scared and worried and, and, and unsure of what the future holds is, is to keep this attitude of gratitude. It, it helps us focus on the fact that God does care for us. And there are things in our lives that, that he's taking care of us. Uh, actually, I'm looking in, in our own house. We have this, uh, saying in our kitchen that says, gratitude turns what we have into enough you know and that's that's something that um it it, it helps us be content in the state of life that we're in just being great grateful
0: Mm -hmm. um and i also i just thought of this i think social media sometimes can cause us to maybe worry or be be less our mind is less renewed when we're on social media frequently because Either it's a jealousy issue, oh, I my life isn't like, maybe you feel good about your life until you log in and then you see something somebody else did. Maybe they made a better pie than you just made or sure. whatever. Um, I think keeping those feelings and giving God those feelings as well and maybe limiting our time on those outlets and increasing our time with God.
1: Right, yeah, I've, I've heard Crystal say, I'm sure she got it from somewhere else, but. Uh, that comparison is the thief of joy yeah, and I I'm think not
0: sure where that came from.
1: I think sometimes when we when we try to look at what everybody else's life looks like we we get very easily uh jealous or even self-conscious of our own so I think we got to be careful on on that um I think one of the big things on on releasing our anxiety is is being able to surrender our our plans and ideas um of what what it is we're we're looking for. Um, So I think one of the things that that I think we were looking at surrendering was um, even being able to surrender the idea of uh, what our our children's lives are going to do. We actually have to to release our our perfect idea of our kids not sitting by themselves at lunch and, and being able to give that to God and just trust their lives to him, even if he takes them in a direction that we would have otherwise tried to protect them from.
0: And yeah, just not being that helicopter parent, letting them... Letting them go through hard things, knowing right. that they hopefully will feel God's presence more because they went through those hard things. Because we as parents aren't able to save them from everything. And that's
1: hard to, to allow them to go through something potentially scary, harmful, or painful, um, knowing that that might actually be an opportunity for God to get to their heart. That's hard mm-hmm. to do.
0: It's very hard. Um, and you also said something about David. David.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing we look at when we talk to God is to make sure that uh, we're giving him our full emotions and not just giving him the the thank you fors, you know, when we're not really feeling it. Obviously, let's be content and thankful, but let's give him both, both of our, our thankfuls and our concerns. And I think uh, we talked about David before. He, he seems kind of like a um, a bipolar kind of guy. I mean, he, he gives him... Uh, the thankfuls and the concerns. He says in Psalm 139, Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So I think it's it's good to look introspectively and be able to release our anxious thoughts to God.
0: And we know that the best way to get rid of our anxiety or deal with our anxiety is giving it to God. But we do have a few practical resources that um, we want to talk about to end out this podcast. And uh, we already talked about the... Listing all your worries, but I do like that because once they're on paper, you don't kind of you don't tend to circle back. It's just down there, and you're like, okay. There's
1: a very concrete and tangible ending point, and you realize that all that stuff you've been worrying about uh, ha- has an end. It's not a, an endless amount of items to worry about. You know, even if you fill up a whole page of paper, well, it's only one page. You know, you you get to the end of it and realize there's not so much to worry about as maybe as I thought, it seems maybe a little less overwhelming.
0: And the rest of these resources are going to (laughs) come from us making these mistakes. So, (laughs) um, I think one thing that we tend to do before school starts is stay up super late because we're like, Oh, this is the last of summer. We We want to cram
1: it in and make sure that we maximize what time we have. left. And
0: not, not getting the sleep that we need is not a good idea. So I think, um, a friend of mine actually said that they were going to bed early and getting up early like a week or so before their school started, which I think is a good idea yeah. to get your body and your mind ready in that mindset and ready to go back.
1: I think that's a good resource in, in taking care of your anxiety in general, just to make sure you're taking care of yourself and ma- maintaining some healthy living, even to go on exercise and and make sure that uh, your your body's healthy will help you make sure that you're taking care of your mind, too. That's not a right. practical idea.
0: I think when I get anxious, it's like, uh, all I want is junk food, pop in particular. And I think then once you drink too many pops, then you don't, then you feel extra bad. <laughs> so I think, yeah, yeah, that not binge eating all this other stuff. Um, and then... We talked about already trying to cram everything into at the end of the summer, I think. You would think we'd know better by right. this point in our lives to uh, start the big projects at the beginning of summer. Yeah,
1: but we didn't. I mean, we, we messed this one up. And We definitely procrastinated, and I think, yeah, we want to enjoy every day along the way, but I think we could try to um, put some of our bucket list items more into June and July instead of waiting till the last week of August to, uh, to do what we did we we just got done on a 7 day period we we painted the outside of our house and did a 4 day vacation all in the last week and at the end of it we just find ourselves completely exhausted um, and maybe that vacation didn't go as well as it probably could have if we maybe would have um, did a little more planning and preparation ahead of time so we didn't have to cram it all in at the end there And
0: I think I just got crabby and I didn't enjoy vacation um, we talked about another one would be enjoying the present and taking pictures of the present and just kind of soaking it all in rather than looking ahead at the stress that you feel you're facing. Um, And I wasn't really able to do that on this vacation. I took a few pictures, but I think I just felt like, oh, let's just get this over so we can go home. Yeah.
1: Start getting ready for school. Right. But really, I mean, we might have missed out on some opportunities to enjoy those young, valuable, priceless times that we have with our children. Cause like we said, it's, it's fleeting. They're growing up and, uh, you know, they're starting kindergarten and, you know, at least we, we've got a couple pictures, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we, we could have done better on that one. Um, so that's some. Um, you just make sure we're maximizing the present instead of living in the future.
0: And another thing on procrastination is I I hate it when I see school supplies already in stores in July and I will put off buying school supplies till the last minute and then it ends up like there's not we went tonight and it was an enjoyable experience I think the kids really liked it yeah but um then there's not as much to pick from and yeah it
1: seemed like our folder selection was a little picked over and and not that our kids really realized it but yeah I, I think again a little planning ahead might have been a a better option for us but still I think we actually ended up like Crystal said we enjoyed it the kids enjoyed it and it ended up working out just fine that we did it when we did
0: right but I think going into fall um, my mindset the procrastination in my mindset I think I go into fall kicking and screaming and I'm like oh I don't want to have to do this until the last possible second and then it just never really works out yeah. great. I
1: think that last the last idea we have maybe as a some tip is is maybe to beware uh chronic complaining, but instead to combat that like we said about maybe trying to be grateful for what we have. I think I I slip into that when things start going bad or um not my way, like I think I just make like sarcastic comments about it and I let this like um complaining spirit kind of seep over me and I think you can really combat that complainingness, if that's a word, by uh, just expressing some gratefulness and you realize that maybe it's not so bad. You know, I did just get to spend a whole summer with my family. It's not that bad that I now have to go back to work like every other person would normally have to do.
0: And I don't know if we said this already, but it seems like it's almost like a fear of the unknown. And once school starts, like once we've got that first day under our belts, it really is. It's not that bad. It's fine. And then we go into the routine and and it's it's good. So why did we spend all that time and energy worrying and complaining? Yeah, it
1: didn't get us anywhere.
0: Beforehand.
1: The back to school season is hectic, busy, and potentially very stressful. But let's get rid of that anxiety by talking to God about our joys and concerns. Remembering that we can cast all our cares on him because he cares for us.